Is it just me or does everyone think the internet is the best and worst thing ever invented? Now, I don't make a habit of recommending podcasts because I think people should listen to the radio. That's right. If you've got teenage, particularly boys, I think you need to listen to this podcast. Yesterday, I stumbled on it. It's called Rabbit Hole and it's put together by the New York Times and it has investigated YouTube's recommendation algorithm. That is the up next video Ah. when you're watching your computer. So anyone who has ever been on YouTube news knows that the up next video is the reason that you start watching a video of Hugh Jackman dancing in his kitchen and two hours later you're still there being taught how to make your own sourdough started by nuns singing show tunes. Like they just, it just, in the next video, the next video, and it seems to be something that you're interested in. It's vaguely related to what you've already watched It's it, and it sucks you in. If you have a passing interest in YouTube, then that's just a harmless time waster. But 26-year-old college dropout Caleb Kane says it is an ideological on-ramp where young men are increasingly being radicalised. Caleb is a guy who had a very difficult childhood and few friends, and that made the internet a really safe place for him, where he found friends and then was attracted to this particular commentator, a guy called Stefan Molyneux, a Canadian bloke with his lovely voice who tells his audience that all their problems are because they are abandoned by society, mistreated by their mothers and marginalised by anyone with different coloured skin. Like ultimately it's misogyny and racism. Um, Stefan Molyneux is quite mesmerising to listen to. I was immediately really attracted to him. When they start playing him on the podcast, you're like, oh, he sounds so lovely. But it's just this far right, really toxic, bile, basically. Anyway, last year, Caleb Kane swore off YouTube after the murder of dozens of Muslim worshippers in Christchurch because in the days following that massacre, Caleb downloaded the manifesto of the Australian gunman and realised, oh, these are all the things I've come to believe. Like he's speaking my language and it's what he'd been listening to for hours and hours on end on YouTube. He said, I was just brainwashed. Now, YouTube is just a business model. The up next algorithm is simply designed to keep people watching longer. And that's why it rewards really provocative videos. And that's where it gives, that's why guys like Stefan Molyneux are making all the money on YouTube because they say outrageous things, which makes people watch them. And they come up in this up next platform. But inadvertently, what YouTube has become is a place for extremists to preach their racist or divisive or sexist or whatever commentary without any checks and balances. And YouTube has been just as efficient at recruiting young men to Al-Qaeda as it has to the alt-right sort of dangerous, you know, what we saw in um, in New Zealand last year. And closer to home, this is much smaller, but Mark and I have already talked about this. A 16-year-old I know recently told me that feminism is a dangerous ideology. And he was armed and really ready to go into battle against womanhood, you know. He and I had a long chat, but I was no match for his really well-practiced facts and figures about how terrible women are. Mm. And I wondered at the time where it came from, but I listened to this rabbit hole yesterday. I'm like... There it is. That's the aha. Uh-huh. That's where it comes from. It comes from YouTube. I, I had a similar experience, if you don't mind me sharing, Caroline. Yeah. My 14-year-old, when the Black Lives Matter process was going on and we saw George Floyd being choked to death by a policeman's knee in the street, Yeah, uh, he started telling me about Floyd's uh, criminal history. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, how did you know that? That's not a mass media. No. What we're seeing is a police officer killing a man in the street. 
yet you're telling me about Floyd's. And I said, what happens is, mate, is that information's out and you're now being, er that that you're eroding what actually happened. The important bit is, is a man was murdered in the street. Yeah. What he yeah. did to that point actually is almost irrelevant. That's right. Because cops aren't allowed to just kill people in the streets. Yeah. They're yeah. not allowed to. It's 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 not a dictatorship. That stuff doesn't go on in a healthy democracy. Yeah. Well, but 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 he did this and he did that. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. He's not that copper is not a judge. Yeah. That yeah. copper is not an executioner. That copper is a police officer. Yeah. He enforces the law, takes those people in for trial. You don't just kill people in the street. Yeah, so you know that, that's. I think a lot of people with teenage boys might notice that they that they're hearing some of this. It's YouTube, so YouTube is great for cat videos and handyman advice, <laughs> but it is also an ideological echo chamber, chamber, and you need to approach it with caution. If you grew up in the eighties, you fell asleep with the TV on late at night. That's what kids are doing now. Yes, they'll fall asleep with YouTube on. Yeah. I went in one morning and it was blaring away. Luca was sound asleep, and he was. <laughs> He was subliminally learning how to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> it's Bitcoin thing had come up. Great. So I'm just giving an ear out now for him to say, hey, Dad, I think we should invest in Bitcoin. 